everyone. We have an interesting show for you today. It's with Will Henshaw. He is the CEO and founder of Focus at Will. It's an incredible software and app program that I won't talk about in the intro. You can find out about it on the show. This show did not go in the direction that either of us expected, and that's what made it so terrific. He is a former British pop star, and we talk about a wake-up call that happened to him where he came back to life after flatlining and being dead for 20 minutes. We also talk about him being an inventor and why his work is so important for those of us who suffer from things like ADHD, depression, and so on. Thanks for joining us. I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily. I'm strong enough to handle what you throw at me. Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Will, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad that uh, our good friend, our mutual friend, Dr. Mark Golston, introduced us. Yes, thank you very much for uh, for asking me on the show. Uh, I'm a big fan uh, of what you're doing, and I, I'm a big uh, a, a big proponent of of helping society generally become more aware of mental health challenges. So, yeah. yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> and you've got such an interesting story. So I'm just going to kind of follow it as as it uh, piqued my interest in different ways. Not that, okay. not that that's, <laughs> that sounds so egotistical anyway. Um, okay. Former British pop star. Tell our listeners about, about that segment of, of your life in <laughs> three minutes that we have. now. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yes, indeed. I've had three phases in my life. And the first 10 years, I was the founder of the British band London Beat. And we were a, a pop soul act uh, based out of London in the UK. And um, we had, uh, I think, a total of five number one records, two in the USA. And in 1990, the best, the best known song that we did that that pretty much everybody listening to this will remember is called I've Been Thinking About You. Oh, I and remember that. Yeah. I've been thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was the uh, Caucasian gentleman in the band. There was three <laughs> soul singers and myself. And um, we uh, were together for seven years. The singers, the singers are actually African-American but lived in the UK. And it was a wonderful and fun time. Uh, the, the, the sort of 
the drive at that time was to get your records on the radio, three minutes of happy pop uh, chorusy hooks, and, and that's what we did. And then after that, I, I got very burned out with the music business. And uh, then the next thing I did, uh, I'm interviewing myself here, the, the, the next thing I did for the next 10 years was uh, high-tech inventing. And my, 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 uh, I come from a long line of British inventors and my granddad was an inventor. He worked with steam engines and radios and my dad's an inventor. He's invented uh, industrial processes to sort recycling and, and my, my brother's a techie as well. So although that I'm an artist, I'm also an inventor and I have discovered I am equally left brain and right brain. That's fantastic. And right? you know, that's, it's, that's art too, inventing mm -hmm. is art you're creating. Yeah, very much so. I, I discovered that. So this the second 10 year period of my of my life, I, I invented a thing. Um, I started a company called Rocket Network and we invented a, a uh, process and a technology that recording studios today use to uh, to collaborate remotely. Uh, and it's now it's called Avid Cloud Collaboration. Mm. I sold the company to Avid, if, if anybody knows about um, video or editing equipment, Avid is the leader in the uh, in that space. And I discovered that inventing things and creating software, uh, my name's on five patents around this time, is very similar, weirdly, to inventing or creating music. It's somehow you look into the top right-hand corner of the room and you go, well, I think. <laughs> so, but the process, obviously, of making software is different than the process of writing music. Um, but those two things led me literally to today and talking to you about uh, about what I'm doing now in the in the last ten years. Yeah, and we're going to get to that. I want to ask mm -hmm. you about a something that happened maybe in the middle, which was you had a near death experience, or not even near death. You were dead for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, it was actually last year, um, oh. one year ago okay. now, we're in, uh, and uh, I had an out of the blue, completely unexpected widow-maker heart attack. Mm. And uh, yes, I, my heart stopped. I flatlined for 20 minutes. I have no recollection of that happening. And uh, I was uh, at home on a Monday night uh, with my girlfriend and we, we just turned out the light, just gone to bed. And next thing I know is 10 days later, I'm in the ICU surrounded by people with tubes <laughs> in every single place where they could stick a tube. I was, I was like, what? I couldn't speak because I got, I was on a ventilator. Wow. It's like, what happened? And I have no history of heart disease directly. I'd never had any heart problems. My dad is in his late 80s and still, yeah, Irish blood, still drinking Guinness, eating pork pies, and, you know, being irresponsible. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I had it's, people say, do you have heart disease in the family? I'm like, I look at my dad, I say, I don't think so, no. <laughs> and no one else has died of it. Or an iron but, constitution, yeah. Right? But it turned out that there were precursors if I was looking. I had a high cholesterol and I was very tired uh, a lot. My, my hands were tingling in a weird way. I'm a guitarist, so I'd kind of get used to having kind of hand hurt, you know, pain in my hands sometimes. Um, 
I couldn't exercise as, as much as I was due to work and I was getting tired and, and a number of other things. And I later discovered the real problem I had was that unbeknown to me, I had a form of pneumonia. And there were about two months before I had the heart attack, my, uh, I, I'd sort of had a flu-like symptom that wouldn't go away. And uh, I, I, I just kind of get over it and then I'd be like back to a cough and back to, it's a weird feeling. And, and my cardiologist, who I've got to know pretty well since then, said that this should have been the red flag, that if you, if any human has a, a, a temperature or a fever or you, 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 you sort of have flu symptoms longer than two weeks, get down to emergency care because it is not flu, it's something else. Interesting. Um, and I didn't know that. And um, pneumonia means that you've got, uh, probably too much information here, but that pneumonia means that you've got fluid on your lungs. Right. And the combination of fluid on your lungs means that you're not getting as much oxygen in your body, which means that your heart has to pump harder. I was on a very high salt diet. My ex-wife is Hungarian, <laughs> a lot of salt in the Hungarian food. I can still hear, still hear her saying, no, Shatsi, this is tasteless. <laughs> More salt goes in. <laughs> right. And, and uh, it led to a perfect storm. And the reason why I survived this and the reason why I'm here today is that my girlfriend, blessedly, uh, Melissa, uh, did CPR on me. She knows CPR. And she did CPR, kept me, uh, again, I have no recollection, she did CPR for about 10 minutes um, while the medics came. We live in Los Angeles. There's a fire station pretty close. Uh, the uh, first responders came. They did apparently another 10 minutes of CPR, and then they got my heart started. Wow. And then got me into hospital, and then I was in a coma for, for five days. I have stents fitted and, and so on. Wow. But it was a very shocking and surprising thing. And I still can't get used to this being part of my story. So, Yeah, and that's very fresh, too. I mean, a year mm. ago is very, mm. very fresh. I, I, mm. I didn't know whether, you know, you had some journey that you, you know, that people talk about or, but it, it's got to be so surprising. I'm happy. I'm very happy to talk about that. Yeah, um, yeah. People I, say, what's it like dying? And... Uh, The short answer to that is I was wondering whether there would be, you know, what, what happens when you die? Do you, do you see the, the tunnel of the light? And do you meet St. Peter? Does Jesus show up? Um, my experience was it was like a light bulb going off. Um, I was completely alert. And then 10 days later, that's the, kind of the short answer to the question. So. Uh, my experience was that I didn't have a being appear and it was very much like, you're done. Mm. How, there is a however, though. Um, it, you know, this part of the conversation will, will start jumping into more spiritual realms. Right. And if that's okay with you, I'll, I'll talk about that too. So uh, about as I was coming out of this this coma, as as I was um, my my physical health was getting getting stronger, 
um, I started to, I've been a meditator all my life. And I, I would, the, the experience for me being in the ICU for that long was a little like being in a really hazy, foggy dream and waking up from a, a sort of a, a, a big night's binge drinking. That's what it feels like. I've been sober a long time, but I can still remember my teenage years. <laughs> so you kind of, you ache everywhere and you're a little discombobulated and you're like, oh, what was, what was this? And that's what it felt like. During that process, I kept seeing a vision of these trees on a mountain, trees on a mountain, and very specific looking trees. Now, as I was saying, I've been a meditator a long time, so um, I was like, this is calming, and I would see these trees. They were white trees with a very specific marking on them, it looked a little bit like an eyebrow, an upside down eyebrow, and there were loads of them on the side of a mountain very specific image and I found these this image was very calming so I would meditate on this image I, there was no photographs in the ICU room or anything I was just like seeing this every time I closed my eyes and it was very very calming and um, to, I forget what day this was like day nine or ten um, I'm, I'm hooked up to all the machines in the ICU and there's there's a couple of things that they look at one of them is your oxygen count when you're in the situation that means how much oxygen are you getting in your body because you need to be the 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 number i believe is 93 right percent if you're below that they can't take you off the machine and you are not able to breathe so at the same time as i kept seeing these trees this image i could sense how worried everybody was about my oxygen level. Mm. And I sort of realized, wait a minute, if I can't breathe, even though my heart is fixed now, if I can't breathe, you know what? I am not going to make it because the breath is what's keeping me alive. It's not my heart. It's not any of these other wonderful drugs that they're giving me to keep me alive. It's not the, you know, the, the nutrients I'm getting or whatever it is in the the drip it's my breath and of course as a meditator you concentrate on your breathing that's how you become still and calm and i realized that ah the breath of life it's the breath of life every time i breathe so breathing is keeping us alive so i i, I get through this process and i have a friend who whose name is christopher ma and he he is a, a an expert at a new healing modality called True Body Intelligence. And he has a network of, uh, of, of healers, um, his students who, who work all over the, all over the, uh, the world, actually, many, the, many in the States and Canada. And his modality is a sort of a combination between Reiki and Chinese medicine, acupressure, acupuncture, um, talk therapy. It's a very interesting thing. And he has helped me a lot go through some life changes in the past. Uh, you know, I mentioned getting divorced and he's been fantastic for me. He came to see me in the hospital okay. and I was trying, they were trying to take me off the ventilator. And every time they take me off the ventilator, I would go into, uh, I'd have to be resuscitated a, co a code blue situation, which is mm -hmm. very traumatic for everybody around and me too, right. <laughs> because 
if you can't breathe when they take you off the ventilator, guess what's going to happen if they don't jump in and get you oxygen and get you back on the ventilator? Right. right? You're, you're done if you can't breathe. So Christopher came in to see me and he did this extraordinary thing. He grabbed my right thumb and my right toe <laughs> in two hands. And then he, uh, to, to, to put a visual on this for, for people listening, Christopher's an, an astonishing looking man. He looks a little like Jimi Hendrix. He's got dreads. He's dressed like a rock star. He's, <laughs> he's very charismatic. And he just walked into the hospital room and nobody batted an eyelid. Maybe it's because it's in LA. We've seen all this right. stuff before. Yeah. And, right? And uh, he just grabbed my, 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 my thumb and my finger and started doing this breathing exercise and doing some energy work on me. Mm. As he started to do that, my vital signs started to recover. My oxygen count started to get better. I started to feel less dizzy. I started to get more in my body. Mm. He did this for two hours. And over the next two hours, I gradually became more and more present. And my vitals got more and more normalized. It was an extraordinary example of if anybody doesn't think that <laughs> alternative healing is a thing, right. watch this. I am here today. He brought me back into my body. Wow. And I remember the nurses and the doctors coming in, looking at my oxygen levels, which was now zooming into the 90s. My heart rate variability and all this other stuff they're testing was all normalizing. And there was a, a moment when um, I realized that oh, what's happening here is he is helping me reincarnate back into this body. He is helping me, you know, land. And I, I, there was a moment where, all about the same time when I realized, oh, this is so beautiful because our, our breath is keeping us alive and we breathe, we all humans breathe. And my aha moment, which is the spiritual piece of this, was when I realized about the moment when I sort of reincarnated, I heard a sort of a clack sound, almost like a and I was back fully in my body. And I, I realized that what people call God or what people call Christ consciousness or whatever you want to call Allah, it's all the thing. There is this force. It doesn't matter whether you're religious or not. Mm -hmm. There's this force. If someone is a, an, an atheist, I can say, listen, cells, cells divide, right? Yes. Provenly, cells divide. Do we know why? No. Nobody knows why. So there's this thing called the life force that makes cells divide, right? Let's just establish that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a religious background, yes, God makes the cells divide. But there is this thing that you do not need to believe in anything to which exists, the life force. And we humans connect to the life force through our breath. And every time you breathe, you are effectively praying to God. You are connecting to the life force. To, to sort of put a, a bow on this story, I want to go back to the trees. Because as I sort of then recovered, they, a couple of hours after this happened, they were able to save me off the ventilator and I took my first breath, which was an extraordinary thing on my own as a... Um, I, I, I tell people I have two birthdays, July the 3rd, which is my 
you know, my second birth and on October the 7th, which was my actual birthday, my physical birthday, um, I discovered that the trees were aspen trees, very distinct looking trees. Um, they have white sort of narrow bank uh, trunks. They, um, they have these markings on them that are in a lot of Native American iconic uh, designs. They're like an, uh, like an eyebrow, um, like a, uh, an upside down sort of half circle with a dot in the middle. Mm. And I discovered that when I looked into it that they don't propagate like regular trees do. They're, they're different. Some trees propagate through the roots. So when you see a stand of aspens up in, say, Aspen, Colorado in the mountains, when you're looking at the trees, you're not looking at the being. The being, the, the organism, is the root system under the ground because mm. when, a, when the root goes under the ground and a sprout pops up, that's a new tree. The root then goes out another 150 feet, then another sprout pops up. And the, the metaphor that I suddenly understood is that we humans are the trees. We, we are the trees that we think are all unique, but we're not. We're all connected to the root. And the root of who we are, our being, we can't see. Mm. The, human, the being part of the human being is this beautiful energy, which you can call God or the life force or universal source. <laughs> there are lots of words for it, people. We all know there's a thing. And we <laughs> connect to it through our breath. And that is what I discovered, that every time you breathe, you connect to your life force. And we are the life force. It's such a trip that you're, it, well, it's not really a trip. We're having this conversation. I'm hearing what you're saying. And there's a lot of interesting stuff that's been going on in my life okay. lately where always, of course, everybody's life has interesting stuff going on, but I've been taking a very different focus on things. And I just told a story on a show I did yesterday um, I've been doing fewer shows and yet my ratings are going up, which I find interesting. People want me right. to talk less, <laughs> apparently, mm -hmm. but the shows are so much richer and deeper, at least they feel yeah. okay for me. And I was just talking about breath yesterday and thinking, and then I couldn't sleep last night. And I was thinking about this woman that I work with that is like your, your friend with the toe and the finger she does that kind of work and i've had the most incredible experiences on her table where she does a combination of a bunch of different things right yeah, yeah. and uh it just you know when you hear something and you intellectually you get it you get it in your head and then somewhere down the line you really get it in your bones your soul mm -hmm. your marrow yeah. i get this that I'm going to say next now because of what you just told me, which is why we're talking today, a reason why we're talking today, because we are connected. I get yes. this in my marrow today from listening to you. She has said many times to me, Kristen, um, if you could see, because she can see that energy that you're talking uh -huh. about. When she, uh -huh. when she looks at a human being, I can be so angry with someone and yes. she looks at them and she sees their energy. Uh -huh. 
And, um, and as she teaches, she's taught me how to try to do that. But anyway, she said to me, if you could see what your what you look like from my ability mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. when you breathe deeply, just do five breaths in through your mouth and yes. to our count, count to five through your nose, count to six on the way out and do that five or six times as much as you can remind yourself to do it. If yes. you could see what your energy looks like when you do that, you would do that a hundred times a day. <laughs> yes. And I just got what she fully meant by that, by listening to what you just said. I feel that. Yeah. And, and I've had experiences. I, I actually, I've interviewed a few people who've had a near-death experience, and um, they all have a different thing. And mm-hmm. then I told mm-hmm. one woman an experience I had on the table with this woman, Martha, that I'm talking about. And she said, you had a near-death experience without having to die. Yes. Yes. And, you know, Martha puts you in this state of, or she helps facilitate you getting yourself into a state of meditation. But anyway, all this stuff fascinates me. And stuff seems like such a little word for what we're talking about. (laughs) But, um, but it's, it's, it's it's the essence, it's the essence of, of who we are and yeah. we, we humans have this built-in quest to to find out how it works and who we are and, yes. and how how you know why cells divide right at a scientific view to to you know the afterlife in, in a religious view and i think as we as we get older as well as humans we we we, we get to a point where we're not trying to find out about our 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 selves in the same way yes. you naturally right it's, did you have a did you have a, 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 some kind of event in your life that led you to this like i did or oh yeah is this oh. A, it, uh, you did right. i mean it's been you know it's been gradual but um uh, you know as things are but yeah i've had i've had events happen um that one or that i i saw this whole um, thing that was very real on the table with my friend right. Martha. That was a defining event for me of, oh, whoa, okay. Um, all this stuff that I think mm-hmm. is really important is really not very important. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, how I feel about time. And like I, I now realize, because I was always chasing these things as a spiritual seeker, you know, yes. um, but I didn't really get it until I saw this. And it was so much that I saw it, I experienced it. And um, I experienced what time is really about. And it's nothing like what we humans think time is about. No. It's no. just nothing like it. <laughs> well, there's, there's only... When, when people say there's only the present moment, they're missing the point that yes. we, we are the present moment. It's a beautiful, yes. incredible thing. And the, the present moment is driven by the next breath you take. Yes. And we just did a breath. And <clears throat> this is the present moment. And yes. And, and I learned that you can go back and forth in time, as we call it, mm-hmm. from that energy perspective but you can't as a human being. Human being is just the next breath and you go forward. But if you're your soul, mm-hmm. time does not 
it's not a time isn't really time. I can go to something thousands of years ago or thousands of years ahead and it really does and tweak things mm -hmm. about what I'm doing from a higher perspective. That was my experience anyway. Yeah. And I, I yeah. do remember getting off of that table and going, I could have just had a psychotic episode. Like I fully, yeah. or yeah. that was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting and it's interesting to walk through life having that knowledge and still get pissed off, irritated, yeah. <laughs> depressed, angry, experience joy, all those things. While you also really realize now um, what, not it's all about, but that what it's really about. You know, does that make sense? How we how we function as yes. beings. Yes. Um, if you, one of the things that I've been talking to people, I, we kind of, I, I came to this. I was a little um, unprepared to talk about this today, so you've had a very unedited uh, version of what happened uh, to me, which I'm good. I'm, I love I'm it. I'm very happy to talk to you about it. Um, <laughs> but if if you kind of summarize it, you can think of the life force, this thing that we connect to with our breath, as love. And every time you breathe, you connect to love. Mm. And so every time you breathe in, feel the love going into your into your lungs. And every time you breathe out, that love gets gets um, gifted out to everybody around you. Mm. So I've had a lot of um, uh, great singers in my life as a musician. And um, uh, the guys in London Beat were phenomenal singers. I very briefly worked with a, a British band called Eurythmics with Annie Lennox back mm. in the 80s. My goodness, she's an amazing singer. But if you now look at look at, look at singing through the sorry, that's, that's my, no, you're, that's my, that's my that's dogs my are all welcome. Mine yeah, well, has been yeah. clicking around on the floor. Oh, Let's yeah. Mine too. He is he's an eight month old uh, puppet puppy. Um, <laughs> so he's he's connecting to God with every breath, and he's just telling people what's going on. <clears throat> that's right. Somebody somebody he's outside. Uh, right, something presence right machine. So when when someone to, to, when when people uh, when someone is singing, a great singer, they're connecting to love, to God, universal energy. They're connecting to source, mm -hmm. and then that energy is coming out to for you to listen to through the voice. And if you think about all religious cultures, doesn't matter what kind, there is always a vocalizing involved. Yes. We sing together. So a choir in the church, we breathe in and we sing together, yes. right? If you think of um, Jewish cantors, if you think of African uh, uh, religions, there is always this thing where we breathe together and then we sing on the out breath. And of course, that's, that's why we connect to, that's, this is us celebrating connecting to this God love energy. It's a mm -hmm. beautiful thing. Even those of us like me who um, people run with their ears bleeding if I try to sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it's you're still connecting. You're still connecting to the love source, and the, the yes, it still works. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. In, in fact, uh, let let me add one other really interesting thing that I discovered about this. So. My uh, my current company is this music for uh, focus a science based system. My one of my in house scientists, um, Dr. Evian Gordon, who who is based in San Francisco, has done um, some research on on stress and anxiety. 
what are the best tools for stress and anxiety? And they have a lab uh, in San Francisco and they've looked at, you know, all the machines, the EEG machines, all the different kinds of, you know, brain games. What is the best thing to help? Is there like a, and they, they looked at a, a meta survey of many, many other uh, research projects to see if they could figure that out. And, and the short version is, yes, they found a tool which, which I think he said, if it's not this, it's very close to this. 80% of the people who, who did this found that 80% of their anxiety and stress could be mitigated almost immediately. And it goes back to what you were saying. And it is you count to six on the in-breath through your nose and you count mm. to 10 on the out-breath through your mouth. Okay. These, are very, these are very specific numbers. And people say, what speed? And the answer is, it doesn't matter. Just count to six in your mind. And um, I always tell people, do it on the f five fingers on one hand, you know, five on one hand and your thumb, and then 10 on the way out. It's, it's actually quite slow. And it's and in, in through your nose and out through your mouth? Mm -hmm. Six and 10, and do that three okay. times. And if you're ever feeling stressed or anxious, you can just do that. Okay. Well, it's, it's extraordinary how it works. It's, it's, it's extraordinary. And... Of course, knowing what I know now, what are you doing? Well, you are connecting to the being and then you're just consciously, even if you're not thinking about things, you're connecting to the being and you are breathing out and right. calming yourself, duh. And all, <laughs> again, uh, you know, Eastern philosophical religions, it's all about the breath. Meditating is the breath. And um, uh, they did, they also... Um, they did some experiments around meditation and found that this is as effective as meditating for much longer times for many people. It's mm. like, it's like <laughs> instant meditation. You know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you ha you cannot do anything else while you're doing that. So it forces mm -hmm. you no matter mm -hmm. how good of a meditator or you don't meditate at all, it right. forces you to be in the present moment. And you can do this if you're in an, a meeting and you're getting stressed about stuff or you can feel that coming on just slowly no one knows you're doing it count to six on the way in through your nose and count to ten nine eight on the out breath and nod and smile as you're listening to someone as you do it wow <laughs> wow isn't that crazy so that was a that was a fascinating piece of uh, this is science by the way this isn't this this is this is sort of empirical evidence-based science right. recording this this isn't like some yoga teacher trying to tell you something that's like <laughs> you should think they think you should do right do the dragon bath put your tongue right. at your chin and ha ah, no it isn't yeah, that. This it's is not this. that no <laughs> i'm not saying well, that that is i'm not saying that that is that's not a, a bad thing, thing. right yeah I, i'm not you know good but this is empirical absolute western science this is for i'm interested in in getting people conscious who have no interest in getting conscious <laughs> which is you know schools that don't allow yoga uh, because they say that it's it's religious, you, you know that I'm interested in people who have no interest whatsoever in spirituality or anything else. Uh, the, I'm interested in helping people who who don't even understand that meditation that they read meditation and they see medication. <laughs> Those people. Mm. <laughs> mm. So helping. okay, so this company Focus at Will. Mm. You, how long has it been? Or have you, has it been around? Um, yeah, the, this is the the last ten years of my life have been mm. uh, working with this. It's called Focus at Will, and it's a music service, a very unique music service. 
instrumental music and some soundscapes that are proven to help you reduce distractions when you're working. So if you're trying to sit, and especially on a computer, things are so it's so funny it's fun uh, it's fun when you get older and you've had yeah. some experiences like you've had and like i've had and you you really become mission driven mm -hmm. i always have been but even more so now i'm like i don't care about the, the car and the, this i care about this mission right yes and so now i'm like <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about focus at, at will and it's working it helps you with while you're doing your work well all mm. i do is work right uh, that's that's what i do and i don't apologize for it anymore i love right. what i do i do yes. go do personal things too but i really love to um to work so here yeah. i'm like what are things i can do to uh, make my arm not hurt as much from being on the computer or yes. to get more things done because i'm not going to stop working well you just right. <laughs> gave me something i could do while yes. i'm working <laughs> well makes me laugh mm -hmm. i sort of what led me to this was you know the first 10 years of my life was doing music for entertainment mm -hmm. and you know another I hit record on the radio and then the second 10 years was all about um, audio recording, professional recording, recording studio technology. In other words, how do you capture a sound and then record it and then share and work on it with other people? So that was all very technical, but all about sound. And then the last 10 years, I've been really interested in, you talk about a mission. I, I'm no longer interested in proving myself as a pop writer. I did that already. Right. And I'm interested in, in helping. I'm interested yes. in how can, what can I do to, to, to make the world a better place? How can I help people be happier at work in particular? And mm. in the second phase of my life, my company got bought by a big company, Avid, who, who were, a, a, you know, uh, thousands of people. And I ended up working for 18 months as part of the acquisition. And I had a desk job. It was the only desk job I've ever had. And it was, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing in here? It was terrible. I was possibly the worst employee anybody had ever seen because once, once you've been a CEO, oh, you're, yeah, you're a nightmare, you know. They, they asked me things in meetings. They'd say, hey, um, well, what do you think? Well, I'd be like, well, if I had my way, none of you people would be working for me. They'd be like, well, thanks for your feedback. Right. <laughs> And here's a six-month check, and you can go take a vacation early. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Um, but I realized that for good or for bad, this is the way our world is set up, and we spend a lot of time working. We spend a lot of time in front of our computers. So what, what is a common thing we all humans have in, in common, uh, uh, which is feeling fulfilled and feeling uh, having a sense of accomplishment when you're working? Whatever it is you're doing, if you're doing spreadsheet data analysis or if you're doing, you know, computer developing, anything that requires you to focus and do the thing and, and hit these deliverables, if you are doing it to the best of your ability, if you're doing it in a flow state, you will enjoy it. Yes. It will become very much part of your overall happiness function is because you felt you will feel seen and you will feel 
as I say, accomplished. And yeah. you, you, you just have this sense in your heart of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good at this. This is so my question to myself was, can I use music? How, what can we do? Because people sit there and you're spinning your wheels. It's the worst feeling in the world. I'm just going round and round. And what was that? Was and all day yesterday. Yeah. Right, like, I, did right. I get anything done? Like, what right. did I actually accomplish? Yeah. Squirrel, another squirrel, and <laughs> another squirrel. And um, during this period, I, I think we have a, a, a mutual um, acquaintance friend, which is Dr. Edward Hallowell. Ned yes. Hallowell. Oh, he was a psychiatrist, expert in, in ADHD. I got a crazy story about Ned. Um, I'd been trying to, I'd been trying to reach him for a while. I, I, this is when I started the company, and nobody knew what I was doing or what we were doing. We just had this vague idea of trying to make a music system and uh, that would help people working. And um, we put out a public beta, and we had twenty-five thousand people using this 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 system for a, for a year just to to figure out you know how would it work best what kind of what kind of music should people listen to how you know what's it look like how where should the buttons go and about a year into it i get a phone call out of the blue and this voice goes hello <laughs> you know ned's voice he goes hello this is ned hallowell can i speak to the will from focus of will and i was like yeah that's we're, a, we're a startup. There's just me and three guys, you know, a dog. I'm like, hello, yeah, let me see if he's available. You know, so I, <laughs> I, anyway, Ned tells me that his book, which was called uh, Driven to Distraction at Work, mm -hmm. he wrote it listening to Focus at Will, and it works <gasps> like nothing he's ever heard. We were actually Ooh, thanked. With, with, we're, thanked, we're thanked in the book. And I was like, wow, speechless. The, the, the godfather guru of, of the ADHD world yeah. just wrote his book with us. And he said, yeah. I'd really be interested in getting involved in the company. I was like, wow, let's meet. So we met up and we became, we had, he's such an extraordinary man. Yes, and um, I said to him when we met, I said, I have been working on these channels specifically aimed at helping people with ADHD, music that will help you when you're on ADHD. And with his help and with Dr. Gordon, who I talked about earlier, we started um, working on the assumption that there is a sympathetic resonance that happens in the brain um, with very energetic music for people with ADHD that is similar to the impact of the brain that stimulants do. Mm. So because people with ADHD have a, their brain clock is running slowly, ironically, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it, I always tell people, it's like, imagine, imagine you're, you're in a, one of those slave boats and there's a person at the back cracking a whip going, pull, and you go, what? And then pull, and right? Mm -hmm. Your brain is like that, that my, my clock, right now is is saying to me talk talk to the radio talk to the talk talk into the mic you're being interviewed talk to the, if my clock was running slowly what would happen is it would go talk to the, and then i'd be looking out of the window and be like whoa what's that mm -hmm. oh oh clack talk to so my my internal clock my attention clock is running slowly so those of us uh, by the way that's me and you uh, i know <laughs> who have adhd um we are, our clocks is running slowly and we can either take pharmaceutical stimulants or drink a lot of coffee to speed that up so that we can focus or 
you can play music, which is very energetic. And it's very good for you in so many other, other ways. <laughs> yeah. Although I have to say the focus at Will ADHD channel is very noisy. Uh, it's weird. It sounds like someone slamming a door very fast. Mm, that's um, okay. If it helps, yeah. well, it, it does help. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, yeah. I've got it, I've got it open on my computer. I, but listeners, this is, you know, how I do things. Our listeners know, oh, Kristen mm. saw a clip. Someone should, she should jump off of it because right. it's fantastic. Here I go. Um, did I remember to check the parachute? But um, right. I have it open on my computer. It's on right. my phone. I ordered it yes. while we were doing the show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And, and so with, with Ned's help, we, we figured out that there is this type of music. Mm. About 5% of the folks that will uh users uh use this eight hours a day oh I, and, I, I will be um it's not for all types of adhd because there are there are there's there's there are dimensions within different types of ad depending on how hyper you are and the, right there are a few other things but for many people this really helps and People who do not have ADHD, if you play it on speakers in the office, are going to be coming over, <laughs> calling the <laughs> HR for abuse. It is nuts. It really, it sounds crazy. Um, but it was with Ned's help that we were able to get this working. I've, I've got thousands of letters from people who oh, who say, "I, I've never had a proper conversation with my kid. We put this channel on. I can." barely think straight but he's very calm his shoulders are down and he wants to tell me about his day yeah i mean i can focus and and part of what i pick activities that will help me really focus like doing a show because i have to really pay attention to you and i have and right. it's just audio if yes. visual was involved it's too distracting for me Mm -hmm. So I figured out that I've, it's not that I, oh, I don't have ADHD because I can focus. No, it's that I have figured out ways to make myself, I've, you know, I've just figured out ways to circumvent what is my big problem. <laughs> well, I always tell people, and, and again, with, with Ned's um, sort of feedback and background here is that it's not a disorder. No. There is a percentage of human beings you know, five to 10% of the human beings who have what is known as ADHD. All it means is that for us, we're in this, this group. And by the way, many, many um, very successful yes. people are like this. Yep. Um, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, right? Jeff Bezos, the president, whoever it is, is just <laughs> going to be just crazy because they need a lot of stimulus to be able to, do to focus. Do. Yeah. But if think about this evolutionarily. If we're in a tribe, and we are being attacked. Someone has to be calm in a crisis. Someone right. has to be able to go, it'll be you, Kristen, be like, okay, mm -hmm. okay, over here, because you do yeah. this, you do this, you do this. And some people go to pieces in a crisis. You, I can tell, are great in a crisis. You don't particularly oh, enjoy yeah. it, but you're really good at it. Oh, yeah. I get right. resentful later. Like, why was I the only person that was getting... Right. This, yeah. I was helping this man not die, and there were twenty people standing around. Yes, yes, and that's usually yeah. out of fear and me yeah. needing to soothe myself later. But in the moment, oh my God, yeah. no! I, I will. I found myself leaping over objects to make sure someone didn't smack their head on a nail or what. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> think about there are some jobs that um, if you have 
attention deficit challenges or you just need a lot of stimulus uh, are critical. First responders of any kind, yes. battlefield surgeon, right? Uh, entrepreneurs, yep. as I've already <laughs> said, any kind of politician. And right. I want to add a new one to this. Well, it's not a new one, but it might be new. Uh, people who do any kind of interviewing in the media. Mm. Yes. Interesting. Um, I think about my friends who are, you know, who have been successful and are successful interviewees, interviewers, who, who are media people. Yeah. Yeah. You're my people. Uh, because <laughs> it's like, come on, bring it on. What else have you got? I need mm -hmm. another plate to spin, you know. Yes. Oh, my God. Absolutely. People are always like, what? You're going to volunteer now again with a therapy dog and you're running this network and you're starting a design network and you're doing uh -huh. films and you're, when do you, what? And I'm yeah. like, I can't not, yeah. I, 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 I can't not do that stuff. It's, I don't think I'm superhuman because of it. I just, I just, in order for me to uh -huh. work, I Be have happy. to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and it is us. It is the 10%. Um, which which I know I'm in and I can recognize in you. We are the people that get stuff done. We are yes. the people that invent, we create, yes. we, we move the meter and we are, we are the people who get pleasure and calm and peace from what looks like chaos and lunacy from yes. the outside world. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so true. It's like, this is why when Ned and I get on a show together, we go to the moon together. <laughs> which which oh, yeah. all in all fairness people like you people like ned me um my my friend dr paolo molino always says christine he's from italy you could have a chemistry with a potato yeah. and i'm like yeah this is true but then you get around another person who can have chemistry with a potato and i know what he means by that then you just mm -hmm. go to the moon together yeah and you're feeding yeah. off it's like the most empathic transfer of energy ever you get high just for like 20 minutes or maybe an hour after we're done talking, I'll be still feeling this natural high from our conversation. <laughs> Ned told me about a, a, when he first met, I said, is there a test for ADHD? Ned, he goes, yes, it's very involved. It takes hours. And it's just, oh, it's, oh, it's, I was like, okay, is, is there a quick and dirty test? He goes, oh yeah. I go, what is it? He goes, it's the coffee test. I was like, okay. What's the coffee test? He goes, mm. I'm going to ask you three questions. First question is, um, when you drink coffee, what happens to you? And um, the answer is um, either not, nothing much or um, it gets me jittery. I don't like it. Or it, it makes me sleepy. And then he goes, well, if it makes you sleepy, can you drink a coffee after four o'clock? And people go, well, yeah. Have you ever... Do you, do you drink an espresso uh, in a restaurant at night before you go home? Oh, yeah, always. And <laughs> I was like, okay. So what are you trying to say here? He goes, well, if someone is ADHD, it means that for them to concentrate, for them to be still, they have to have their internal clock stimulated. And going to sleep requires you to quieten the mind. And if your internal clock is running slowly, you're going to be like, what about that thing? What about this thing? What about that thing? But if you drink a coffee, it speeds up the clock, which means you can now focus on going to sleep. Oh, my God. That makes so much right. sense. <laughs> wow. He didn't share that story on my show. That is so fascinating because that's true. I don't drink right. coffee because it tends to make my heart race. Right. Uh, or espresso or whatever. Espresso. But uh -huh. I can 
you know, I can have like three cups of coffee before I right. yeah. go to bed. And then, and then you're right. And then I can just focus on sleeping. Focus on sleeping. I, wow. I, I'll, I'll just tell you another 30 second story, which cracked Absolutely. me up. I was, uh, my company is partly funded by Singularity University, which is a um, exponential uh, educational establishment, uh, by, uh, which um, is, is, is uh, focused on exponential growth in industry of all kinds. And they're big investors in my company. They're, they're part of the, the Google investment group. And I was at an event there with Focus at Will, and I met the CEO, I can't say his name, a very well CEO of a, of a well-known Silicon Valley company. <laughs> and we were talking about meditating, and he said he just discovered the secret. I was like, oh, great. To uh, share. Uh, yeah. Share. Tell me, what's the <laughs> secret? He said, I've never been able to meditate all my life. But I just discovered the secret. And I was like, okay, what's that? Gone. It's this. He goes, I get, I get a triple, triple espresso. So three triple espressos. I get them all in a single coffee cup and I drink it before I go in to meditate. I was like, what? <laughs> you, you're drinking, that's nine espressos. And you drink it just in a regular coffee cup, coffee cup so no one knows. And you oh. just take it in. And he goes, it allows me to concentrate and I have the best relaxing hour I've ever had. That is the key. This is right. what will get my butt back in the pool swimming because I can't, I need to do that. What he just said, what you just said. I, uh -huh. I, if I drank a bunch of coffee or had this high energy powder stuff that I have and then yeah. go swimming, then right. I will have the best because swimming yeah. is my meditation. It's my active. Uh-huh meditation. Uh -huh. I love it. It makes me feel good. But if I'm not overly stimulated before I get in that pool, I'm going to be like, God, right. every stroke takes so long. <laughs> I, I, like, like, yeah. Like being in a math class at school with your second hand on your watch going oh. backwards. This is why I could not, I told this to Dr. Hallowell. I said, Ned, listen, I, I could not go to school. I could not function. I mean, hence, you know, there was all this trauma and all this other stuff going on, but that compounded with this severe ADHD. I literally could not go to school. I could not study. I could, I would always go to sleep. Yes. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, well, I understand. You needed to be heavily stimulated in order to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you, you know, through through the focus of Will World and uh, and through being promoted th through the HDA world and, and through Ned's contacts, um, I've I've met a lot of parents who 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 have incredibly incredibly gifted kids who either are being overmedicated or who are just not being um, not being understood. Right. And I have become a a passionate um, advocate of of explaining to people ADHD is not a disorder. No, it's just the way that a certain number of people's brains work. So if your kid is easily distracted, no problem. You want to put a TV on over there. You want to have a thing happening over here. You want to have a video game here. And while all that is going on, yeah, you probably want to have some homework here. And just see if you can monitor the combination until you find the right, right. combination. Right. And of course, Focus at Will is a really, you know, I'm not, sound like I'm trying to sell this, I'm not. Um, if you can find an audio source that really helps, it, it is able to take the place of a couple of these other stimulants. Um, when you get it right, the chances are that your kid will, will shine in ways that you had no idea. 
they'll be interested in things that you have no idea they're interested in. Wow. Mm. This makes me you understand know? my ex, my wonderful ex-husband so much better too. Okay. Will, obviously, um, you need to come on more times. <laughs> well, I'd be, I, I really enjoy talking to you, Kristen. I, as I said, I, I've been a fan of your, uh, of your work. And when Mark mentioned, Mark Goldston uh, mentioned that, uh, that, that we should talk, I was like, oh, that is so, so you great. Are, did you already know about what we were doing? Um, Mark uh, introduced me um, when, to you a couple of months ago. And right. I, looked at, I looked at your work. Yeah, I, oh, looked okay. at it and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I think it's wonderful. I, you know, from my sort of interest in, in ADHD being kind of that way myself, and then mm -hmm. realizing that many of my closest friends are all like a little weird. Um, <laughs> my, my, my beautiful girlfriend is, is kind of like me and also a little OCD and <laughs> all, all the best people are. You know, it's funny because my, normal. no, we're not. And somebody, I don't remember who it was at this moment, but said, yeah, all I had to do was look at your website. And that just told me how ADHD you are <laughs> yeah. it's like, and how many shows you do. I went, right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. It scares people sometimes. Uh, and I have to go just tone it down. So you don't frighten the children. Just tone it down. <laughs> don't scare the horses. <laughs> right. <laughs> why I have a horse because she helps me with the stay focused spend an hour or two with her every morning I was up beautiful at 6 a.m with her this morning but oh anyway, wonderful to hear oh, wonderful so to hear where can listeners I know they can go on their phones and they can just type in focus right to download Fo the app focus at will yeah. Fo focus at will okay I just typed in focus and then it pulled it up okay focus at will and they can go to focus at will.com and um and because I'm, I'm thinking, well, I'll play it on my computer. Well, yeah, but then you it works on both. Phone. Yeah, yeah. Many people, actually, most of our users, four out of five people, use it on the computer when they're working. Yeah. Although there's a very solid um, uh, mobile apps too, and I, I, you know, I'd love to hear from people. Tell me your stories. Uh, I'm my email is super easy to remember. It's will at focusatwill.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh my gosh. Well, this is a delight. <laughs> a delight. And you really threw me a, a surprise by asking about my, my heart attack. So thank you uh, oh, for you're the welcome. opportunity to, to be like <laughs> talking about, about that. I'm on my second lease and leg of life and it's wonderful. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Every oh. breath is sacred, Kristen. Yes. Listeners, remember that. I, I just wrote down as Will was talking, because, you know, we are doing other things. We both have ADHD as we're talking, but six in through your nose, 10 out through your mouth and the yes. word breathe. And I put it on a post-it note on my computer screen, just because <laughs> I have to be reminded to breathe. I get so yes. into yes. whatever and I forget. And we, that's so vitally important. But I, I just want to, I just want to, yeah. uh, what you just said to me was you have to be reminded to breathe you don't it's an autonomic function right. and you are here now still talking to me because you are breathing because i am breathing i have to be what reminded you, to breathe deeply <laughs> yeah yeah what you have to what what we have to be able to do is to remind ourselves to breathe consciously yes there That's we go the difference remind yourselves to breathe consciously and then that every time you do that you connect to the god energy the source energy mm. the life force the right so it. yes I love it. I love it. All right, listeners, he will be back on. So, Will, thank you again. A pleasure. <laughs>
And thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode of Mental Health News Radio. I know, I know, no one likes commercials, but seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous, and they're just good people. And also MyGenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, CopeNotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all we promised, we'd be cordial. So-